What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. We are a proud member of Fantasy Points and, whoa, and the Fantasy Points. <laughs> <laughs> what a great start. Fantasy Points Media. Reminder, use code TRIPLEPLAY22 to get 10% off all the great tools over at FantasyPoints.com. To be honest with you guys, it's like playing Grand Theft Auto with the cheat codes on. It's it's that simple. It's that great. Uh, I wouldn't lie to you guys. Tons of great tools over there. They have their redraft rankings up and they're live, ready to go. They've got their projections. They've got target leaders. They've got DFS tools. Seriously, all the great stuff you'll need is over at Fantasy Points. All right. You guys know what it is. Cruise back with you. Doc, Marty Party, and Elsie, little cheesecake. Got to go to Doc, though, because it is his birthday today. Uh, I was going to sing you a little happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. To you. Uh, wow. That's impressive. You like that's how I changed the tone David. of my voice? Yeah. There? You can uh, sing like a beautiful bird, David. David asked me, he said, are you going to be drunk for the show? I said, no. So this is my first drink of the day. Uh, how many David, drinks over or under right now? Pause the podcast over or under, let's say, two and a half drinks for the show. On this pod? During? On this pod. Uh, I'll go. Does that include shots? I was going to say actual full drinks, but alcohol yeah. A shot's a full drink. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go the over then. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, I would probably smash that too. Wait, did you have anything uh, special you do for your 28th birthday today? I didn't work and uh, got to see the family besides you, but I see you virtually. So it's kind of there, kind of with me also. And I get to true. see you guys and I get to do my favorite pod. No no shade to the football, but something about fantasy baseball. Yeah, it's it's um, it's LC. Maybe it's back that we can see LC now for once. LC is on camera. His whole body is on camera. I forgot how, how trim he is. But he's there, LC. Nice to see you again, buddy. Well, we have uh, we have one Britain Allen to thank for this. Our boy Britain, member of the TPF Triple Pay Fantasy family, uh, is going to be doing baseball stuff with us. He had an extra one, sent it to me. Uh, I, I I couldn't be happier. This is a much better camera than the one that came with the computer that broke clearly. And uh, you know, look at this. I can look right into it and say hi and 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 see you guys. You guys see me. I I can't dress like risky business anymore while we're doing the show. I was doing a bit of risky business dress uh, last week, but um, you know, putting on clothes is a small price to pay. Uh, I did want to say I'm not going to be here next week for all the people listening. Uh, I am wearing the baseball hat. I'm going to wear this on my camping trip next week. It's going to be broken in like crazy for the week afterwards. So. I will be able to rock this hat week after week after that. Yeah. And um, that means he's representing the TPF's pod even when he's not here, wearing his trademark baseball hat there. And Marty Party got the fresh triple play hat and a nice camera there too. I think basically all three of us have a nice little camera here and Doc's just going with his old computer camera. He's the, the fossil here. Marty Party, what's been going on in your world? Man, it's been everything's going great. You know, another week here, fantasy baseball. But seriously, a big shout out to Britton Allen. I mean, he. I think that's just like it just shows how amazing this community is. Mm-hmm. That he, you know, reaches out, gives Art a camera just to just to help him out. So shout out to him. I'm super excited. I mean, that's about to get drunk. We're talking baseball. Let's go. <laughs> you can't beat that. Uh, Britton Allen is going to be doing three is a magic number for the Triple Play YouTube channel. He's going to be looking at the one through three. Spots of notable lineups and guys that are getting shots there that you might not realize. So when you pick up guys uh, on, in free agency, fab, anything like that, he's kind of taking a look at those lineups and finding diamonds in the rough for you. So he has a very cool niche that he's going to bring. A couple other ideas he has too. Um, so we're looking forward to putting those out there for you guys. Uh, just a couple comments before we get started here. Happy birthday, Doc, from my guy, Matt. Matt, love how you check in on all the shows, man. You're did you, if you were able to get in the Discord, let me it. know because we're going to put the Discord in the chat if um, if you didn't weren't able to get in yesterday. And then our buddy uh, Fox Boro News checking in. Should I start Castillo tomorrow versus Toronto? I'm in a 10-man head-to-head points. I got more than Javier and Selseth going tomorrow also. I wouldn't. Do, do you have starts restrictions, first of all, like maximum starts per week? And the head-to-head points, and that's one question I would have. If you have a limited number of starts, 
yeah, Castillo is one I would probably not use versus Toronto, even though Toronto hasn't been that great lately. And I disagree with both of you. I definitely would start Luis Castillo. <laughs> uh, the Blue Jays have scored the exact same amount of runs as the Arizona Diamondbacks. So um, just, just so the Diamondbacks have a good offense. Yeah, 23rd and 24th, I think it is right now. But um, wow. yeah, hey, the, uh, look, Castillo, I know he's been – the ERAs were up at over nine innings. He has 7K, so you know, there's some upside there. Yeah, I think it's do it. I'm I'm more kind of like if you don't have to do it, I wouldn't do it. Don't force it. But if you need the starts, then obviously if you want to take a chance, that's fine. Uh, I think for the most part, the three of us compared to Marty are more out on it. But Marty's hidden up right with his weekend warriors and he's been on fire recently. So if you want to trust him, I couldn't uh, doubt you for that. Our buddy Albert checking in. He's also checks in a lot of these shows. Albert, you are the man. Thanks for hanging out with us. And, uh, Matt, we'll put the Discord in the chat during the show. So if you're uh, – just stick around. I think uh, Marty hopefully can pop that in there for you where you can join our our Discord here. And Foxborough says it's 12. 12 starts, I think. So uh, that – but I've used three so far this week, and I'm up by 40. Yeah, I think you're at a position where you can just kind of sit back and chill with that one because uh, you got uh, – you, you probably have some weekend starts that you're looking forward to using – I would compare them. I would, if I, if I had the time, I would rank all the starts I have left and cut off like the bottom one or two. And if Castillo's not, if Castillo's not the bottom one, then maybe cut a worse one, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't use all of my starts left if I'm up by a decent amount uh, at this point. I would maybe even play defense. Like if your guy, if your opponent is looking to stream a lot on Sunday, like pick up some of those pitchers just so he can't. Yeah. I think that's a good call. Um, ultimately, that's I, like I think, an etiquette move. I think we have to, we, that is a possible discussion of, <laughs> of, of head to head etiquette, uh, daily, it. daily I'm moves etiquette. Uh, etiquette, I, I, etiquette, etiquette. Yeah. I, I think, uh, do you care about it, winning or not? I, I'm with you. I'm, I think I, I, other people might have a problem with picking up someone you don't intend to use. There, that's why I, I think there are some leagues where you have to play a player if you pick them up. That's um, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I think lead context is, is everything. <laughs> true that, true that. We got a packed show for you guys, so keep those questions and comments coming in the live stream throughout. It's our favorite part of the show, honestly, is answering questions and talking with everybody that's in the show. But, of course, we're going to be tackling big topics from this past week. And you know as Triple Play as we do. Of course, starting off with our classic rundown. And uh, where is my... You know, we always start with our players that wowed us from this past week. And this was a late addition. I put in the extra five minutes to put this guy on here because, you know what? He deserves five minutes of my time. That's Nick Pavetta, a little Nicky P, coming out. Last three starts, 22 innings pitched, 10 hits, two runs, one walk, 20 strikeouts, which is equal to a .81 ERA and a 106 whip. Complete game outing versus Astros in his last start with 19 whiffs on 112 pitches. 35% CSW. Are we seeing a little Nikki P breakout? What do you think, Marty Party? Well, I'm very glad. Once again, we're starting out with another weekend warrior. I was laughed at <laughs> for picking Nick Pavetta last week. He had another amazing start. So as you said, over the last 22 innings, he's only let up two runs. So is this who Nick Pavetta is? No, I don't think so. I think he's still like a mid three, eh, probably closer to four ERA. But I'm going to ride this train, you know, until it crashes. And, Doc, I know you'll be there when it crashes, but it's not going to crash here. Uh, he's going to be coming up. He has uh, two starts next week, too. He has, yeah, good, um, he has good stuff. It's just he's not consistent. But, David, yeah. if he was really your boy, you would have put Nick Pavetta instead of Gene Segura at the top of the slide. I, I mean, I put Nick Pavetta first because, as you said, some smart person picked him up as a streamer. <laughs> And put him in a starting lineup versus the Astros. I'm gonna give so, you. I'm gonna give you your flowers on that. But he obviously didn't mean that much. They can't even put his name on there. <laughs> Did I not put his name on there? It's Gene Segura at the you, time. Yeah, you can't read it. <laughs> <Gene Segura. laughs> I made a copy oh, of the Gene Segura slide. How did I a not copy, put a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy? Oh, holy hey, moly! I get called out this, for that one. This is this uh, is bound to happen with with our with our new modern technology of using slides. I, I, had to, I had to make sure and check I didn't do that to myself. Actually, yeah, I'll be the poster boy for us in case any of you guys made that mistake. But 
I will say Nick Pavetta, the, the key thing here I really like, 20 strikeouts to one walk over his last three starts. That's huge because Nick Pavetta is known to walk a ton of batters. But, I mean, you have guys like the robot Phil Dusso calling him his breakout this year, drafting him in so many leagues. So there is people in the industry that are really high on him. You have other smart people like Dave McDonald talking about, hey, like this, this is it. Like this is him kind of bursting on the scene. This is something they expect rest of season from him. I'm a little more optimistic than Marty, I think. I don't know if he's going to be somebody that, hey, he's going to pitch to like a low twos ERA, or in this case, obviously 0.81 ERA. I wouldn't be shocked if he had like a high high twos, low threes ERA, a strikeout per nine, and, you know, could limit his walks and be a very serviceable four or five for you. Uh, Any leagues he's a free agent, I'm going to pick him up because he has that type of upside where he can be great. And you know what? If he's the old Nick Pavetta, you can always cut bait, but this type of potential does not flash too often. So I think he's worth the pickup in your leagues. Um, one is also addressed with Matt. Gene Segura needs to pitch for <laughs> Maybe, I mean, you never know. I, he could be a dual threat. He could, I, you never know. Um, and then Pavetta or Suarez, uh, assuming he's talking about, it. huh? I said, I assume he's talking Ranger. Yeah, I, I actually picked up Ranger Suarez as well in one of our points leagues, and I feel more confident on Nick Pavetta. I do too. I'm interested to hear what Art says, because I think he was big. Weren't you big on Suarez going into the season? I was big on Suarez. I always like to chase guys who show an ability to keep their whips low. Uh, Suarez has been pretty pretty good, but he hasn't been as good as I had hoped he was going to be so far. He's been someone who, you, who you're not really dropping, but you kind of have to curate his starts. I think Pavetta has a higher upside but possibly a lower floor. Like we, we we're, are we, we're all waiting for him to start stinking again. Right. Like in a month, if he keeps it go, if he keeps it going, then that'll be more surprising than these last few starts have been. That, my, my only issue with Ranger was what he did at the end of the season was against bad competition. Like the, the he shutout just, was he, against the pirates. He just, he just uh, uh, had a great start against the Dodgers in his last start. Well, I'm saying why we hyped him up going into this year. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, also, before we move on, just for Albert's thing here, how much fab would you spend on Nolan Gorman in a 12-team categories league? Uh, uh, we can give you like a percentage. Uh, he has, obviously, I think he has 15 home runs in the minor leagues right now. Uh, leads, I think, all of minor league baseball in that category, if I'm not mistaken. But he's got like a 36% strikeout rate in the minor leagues right now. So this could be short-term. He could also be easily overmatched and be one of those guys that has like a 40 something percent strikeout rate in the majors. Obviously being in a categories league definitely helps that, you know, you're not going to lose points off strikeouts, but I don't know if he's somebody that's going to stick around long-term. I would maybe spend like 5% of your fat. That's what I was thinking. That's like around 5%. uh, Just because again, this isn't somebody I'm looking at as like, Oh, he's up for good. So don't, I wouldn't spend like you did, like with the George you Kirby, get Royce Lewis, or like a Royce Lewis. Yeah, that, that's that's that's. You know what? You're a good transitioner, Marty, because I'm gonna go to uh, Mr. Royce Lewis. Where did he go? Where did my guy Royce Lewis? I didn't even yeah, upload his. You didn't even upload him. No, these are major. Back. These are major league eligible players only. <laughs> I did someone delete his slide on here. I had him on here. Oh, whatever. We could skip it. It's possible I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about – I was going to talk about Royce Lewis and everything he's doing. That's fantastic. But he was sent back down. So we'll talk about another major league player, Christian Walker. Last seven games, this was as of Wednesday morning, 333, 429, 708, slash, three home runs, five RBIs, five runs, three walks, and five strikeouts over that time. He's got a 657X slug in the top two percentile all of baseball and only a 20.7% K rate an above average exit velocity and max EV and his X stats are very favorable. So this is a guy that after a kind of tough start to the season has really turned it on over the last month in May here. Uh, is Christian Walker, somebody in a 12 team league uh, doc that you, fi- you find yourself potentially wanting to get a piece of. Yeah. So, I mean, we've kind of been waiting, waiting for the Christian Walker breakout. I mean, David, you and I t- touted him up a couple of years ago. I mean, he's going to get the playing time and the power has always been there. And he's had a, been a good source of doubles as well. And you just like that the expected stats are backing it up. And as Marty said, they've scored as many runs as the Blue Jays. So that means they're a good offense, at least in the <laughs> public perception. 
Christian Walker is giving you power. He's he's obviously starting to hit for a better average. I think his average is uh, creeping up. I think it's it's like expected batting average is like in the two sixties right now. I think even though it's like down closer to two twenty, so better days are, are still coming for Christian Walker. So he's definitely I think worth an add in, in twelve team leagues or fi- obviously fifteen leagues uh, team leagues for sure. Gene Segura. A man that was probably dropped in a lot of leagues. This is the right Gene Segura slide. (laughs) (laughs) The last seven games as of Wednesday morning, 368, 429, 579 slash line, one home run, three RBIs, eight runs, five doubles, two walks, seven Ks, four stolen bases for my man Gene Segura over the last seven days. My man was out there stealing bags, helping us roto players everywhere. Top 7% in XBA, exit velocity, and hard hit percentage. Ground ball rates are high but his line drive rates, the highest it's been since 2017. So this looks like a guy that if you got frustrated with early on, you are regretting dropping him. Obviously the stolen base is a big reason for that, but somebody that's also been producing for one of the best hitting lineups in baseball, Elsie. Yeah. He's, and if you look at his, if you're looking at his stat cast, his average exit velocity, his max velocity, his hard hit percentage, his XBA blood red on, on all of those, all of those, uh, um, measurables that we like to look at to see if something's legit and that's over the full season not even over these just last seven games he's been he's been doing very well in the last seven games i dropped him i dropped him in one league uh it's a 12 team league and it's a daily moves league but um but this is what happens when you uh when you get impatient segura is someone who i took because he was steady and it, and when the the time came you, you know you, you flinch you make the move drop him for a to pick up a streaming start or because you, you want to pick up a, a different relief pitcher or whatever. Um, and especially in these daily moves, we leagues, you end up making these types of drops. You have to move on from it. I am not moving on quite yet. It's a little bit painful, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, if you, if you held on to him, you're doing really well. You're feeling real good about that. Yeah. This next guy is somebody I started uh, just kind of, Took a chance because he produced, but his obviously his expected stats are not backing up what he's doing right now. Connor Overton, last two starts, 14 innings pitch, six hits, two runs, five walks, three strikeouts, a 1-2-9 ERA, and .79 whip. He's got an 11.2% K rate. That is awful. ERA estimators show a strong regression. In his last start, no pitches with whiff rates above 28%. Just how bad is technically Connor Overton just as far as the expected stats. Well, if you look over his stat cast page, he's got an expected three, six, four ERA from his one, eight, two ERA. He's got an expected batting average of two seventy three against him, a four Oh seven X slug. Uh, all his pitches show there's a ton of regression coming for those. So Connor Overton is not somebody that I'm looking to add for the long haul. He's somebody I think it's extremely matchup dependent, and you better be careful because that blow up start is coming. Uh, don't you think so, Marty? Yeah, and you know, I mean, the biggest thing with him, and you look at his uh, minor league stats. So over 205 innings, he has a 4.04 ERA. Obviously, nothing about that really jumps off the page. It's something you want to completely believe in. And over that time as well, I think yeah, a 1.41 uh, WHIP. So. No, I, I would stay away. We know what the, the Reds park is. It's very small. It's hard to have, you know, continued success. And then the lim- the wins aren't going to be there either. I don't really see him going, you know, more than six innings ever. So uh, deep, deep, deep leagues, you know, that maybe just, you know, ride it until it crashes. But that's about it. Yeah. Uh, Foxborough News question. Max Meyer or Grayson Rodriguez, will they be called up this year? And is any one of these guys a must add? And if so, what kind of league would fit best? Uh, I mean, Grayson Rodriguez and Max Meyer are definitely going to be must-ads. I don't Max care. Hurt? I didn't think he was hurt. He just had a really rough last two starts. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. He's yeah, he's, yeah, that's what it was. He was getting blown up. He gave up, I think, three home runs in his last start, like six earned runs. He gave up more. He gave up the same amount of earned runs in his last start than the six previous combined. That's mm-hmm. that's how like crazy bad it was. Um, no, he's going on the minor league. Yeah, minor league IL with all. Ulnar nerve irritation. He's going oh, to miss wow. at least one start and then be reevaluated, but the organization does not believe it to be serious. Uh, he's okay. not coming up this year. Nope. I, I don't know. I, I mean, Grayson both, will, I think. Yeah. They're both 100% worth a pickup if they get called up. If I'm in like a, a 12 team league, though, 
I'm not stashing these guys because if you're in a redraft 12 team league, there's too many players that you need for your, especially if you have limited bench spots that you, you can't just hold these guys and wait. Um, so I would just make sure you look in the news, keep up to date with, Hey, like, are these guys like if they're still producing to a certain point and then kind of just keep an eye on what people are saying, like, Hey, did is Bruce Zimmerman going on the IL with biceps tendonitis or something like that? Like, Hey, there's an opening in the rotation. Let me go ahead and go get Grayson Rodriguez. Cause he's the most likely guy to be called up. That's how you can beat your league mates for that. Um, but again, I'm not doing that stuff right now. I don't but, think Grayson gets called up till the end of the year. If I'm being honest. No, I don't. I I mean, we can make a bet on that. I think he gets called up in June. All right, we can we can make a bet off the pod. He, uh, we we talk about him a lot on the call up, which comes at the beginning of every week. And he obviously he's the top pitching prospect in baseball, and he's somebody that the Orioles, especially the fact the Orioles are not god awful yet. Um, there, when they call up Adley Rutschman, DL Hall, they said potentially also could get called up this year. Um, they're they're going to bring all these guys up, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them do it at the beginning of the summer. Uh, especially, you know, as you're trying to to show fans your competitive sell tickets, all that type of stuff. So you're talking to a guy that's gone to five O's games. That's not going to put people in the seats. And what do you mean they're not god awful? They're 15 and 24, last in the division, 13 and a half games behind the Yankees already. I mean, there's a lot more worse teams than them. All right. Next, let's go to our next guy here, Chase Silseth. Last start versus Oakland, six innings pitch, one hit, zero runs, two walks, four strikeouts. 10 whiffs on 81 pitches. He got four with his fastball and six with his splitter. He's got a pretty awesome 64% ground ball rate in this start with low quality of contact. This looks like, again, somebody he's outperforming his ERA metrics and very much so looks like uh, somebody that I would maybe just kind of cautiously pick up and use in spot starts. Doc, I don't know if this is a guy that I think I trust. Again, week in, week out, if, I, if it's a weekly league, Maybe he's somebody I look at the matchups if they're good. I'm starting him. Other than that, uh, I'll probably mention him. Yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's a streamer. Uh, he hasn't given you kind of the the sample size you're looking for. I mean, the 64% ground ball rate is encouraging, especially with the low quality of contact. But I think a lot of times when people start making more starts and there's more film, like it's always a ticking time bomb for somebody to just explode for an awful outing. Like someone that's had two or three good outings to begin the year, that's a recipe that they get blown up their fourth or fifth. Yeah, definitely somebody just – and I think he goes against a Friday against Oakland again. So it's mm-hmm. a good start there. So I, he actually is a favorable streamer for tomorrow, that start against Oakland. Or today if you're listening to the podcast. Our next guy, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yusei Kikuchi. Last three starts, 17.1 innings pitch, six hits, three runs, seven walks, and 20 strikeouts. He got 11 whiffs on 90 pitches for Seattle in his last start. Walk rate a career high, though, 14.7%. That's not going to be good. Changeup remains elite, which I'm kind of wondering if he'll throw it more. Uh, LC, I know you're a Kikuchi guy, or I thought you were a Kikuchi guy. What about if he's on your waiver wire in a 12-team league? Is he somebody that you're interested in picking up? Uh, he is Kikuchi for me is very matchup dependent and playing in that division. He's often playing against difficult opponents, uh, but he started the season this season with, you know, Boston Yankees, Houston, Tampa Bay, Boston, Houston Yankees. You know, it was like, that was like his first six starts were all against last year's playoff teams. Um, and his performance wasn't very good. He's starting to get a little bit of a softer part of the schedule and he's starting to put together some good starts. I think if you have a, he's, he's, he's the, the image of a team streamer to me, someone who, if you can keep him on your bench and use him when he has better matchups, someone who I would hold on to. Yeah. I, I like Kikuchi and yeah, I agree with the LC there. Next guy here, the moose, Mike Moustakis, last seven games, 261, 375, 65 slash, two home runs, four RBIs, five runs, a double, three uh, walks, and three strikeouts. He does have a 306 batting average with three home runs in May, seven walks, and nine strikeouts. So he's literally almost got the same amount of walks and strikeouts. In April, that was 15 strikeouts to two walks. So he is really improved in May. Ground ball rates are career low, and he's hitting ball to all fields. He's pulling the ball the least amount he has over the last couple seasons here. I picked Moose up in a couple leagues, and he's been very serviceable for me here. Do you guys have a problem picking up Mike Moustakis in a 12-team league? Obviously, I think in 15-teamers or more, he's already picked up. 
but I, I think he's someone that's a corner infielder that's very serviceable right now for you. I don't mind picking him up, but I wouldn't have hope that he plays a while. I mean, he's been seems like he's been dealing with foot issues the past year and a half with plantar fasciitis. Like it, it doesn't seem like that's something that's going away, and the DH certainly helps. But I would just say to temper your expectations. Fair enough. Last guy we'll touch on here. I believe he actually just got sent down. Zach Logue. Last two starts, 11.1 innings pitched, two hits, two earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. Only walking 6.8% of batters, but 27.3 ground balls and a 38.2% fly ball rate is not going to get it done. They just get sent down. So I don't, nobody's going to be starting him at this point while he is sent down. So um, somebody that was uh, one of the top pitchers added over the last few weeks here. Um, so just kind of wanted to bring his name up here. All right. Time for an LC special. Time to bring out your dead. Mm, ha, 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 ha. Bring out your dead. Here we are on the AAA Fantasy Baseball Show. We are here to serve you people. And how are we going to serve you today? We're going to serve you by bringing along our death cart and helping you drag away these bodies that are cluttering up your fantasy roster. Unfortunately, there's a lot of pain in the fantasy industry. And we have a lot of uh, a lot of people who wanted to to show to for us to come drag out these bodies. The first body that we are going to drag out comes from our boy Detroit Beastie Chris Robin Nick Senzel. Nick Senzel, what are the facts? Number two overall pick in 2016. The hope springs no more on Nick Senzel. Senzel, I'm not sure. Let's look at it. He is last he last played May 3rd. This is his second IL stint of the season already. What he put up when he played was only a 45 WRC plus, one home run, no steals. His rehab began with the Louisville Bats uh, May 18th. I thought this was a funny little clip uh, from the newspaper in Louisville. Senzel is returning to the Bats for the first time since August 14th, 2021. That was the last time he was recovering from an injury was last August. And then the last part of it, it says, Senzel originally made his AAA debut with the Bats on April 6th, 2019. When And then he played 44 games when, until the season was cut short when he tore a tendon in his right index finger. I mean, this is just a guy, Senzel, he's just snake bit. I, I, I have no problem dropping him if, if you need, need the space. If you've held on to him, he should be back very soon, uh, uh, coming up soon. Uh, you might as well keep holding him as long as you have the space. But I, I, he's definitely someone who, who I would cut if I needed the space. Senzel... Bring you on the death cart. Let's take you out. Tyler O'Neill. This is a tough one for me. I came out, stuck my neck out for Tyler O'Neill, and uh, he has not helped. What are some of the facts? Last season, the 25th best hitter overall, according to the Rasball Player Raider. His final ADP coming into the season was 47, a min pick of 26. He was taken in the second round of 15 teams. Um. Now, if you look at where he is now, he's out for the second straight game, and he's only given you a 62 WRC plus this season. Two home runs, three steals, and 34 runs plus RBIs. Right now, he is the 141st hitter overall, and if you want a good outfielder named Tyler, maybe you should drop him for Tyler Naquin, because if, uh, if you are watching the show on YouTube, you will see that Tyler O'Neill is only the third best guy named Tyler in baseball. <laughs> so, uh, I love so, that stat. <laughs> so Tyler O'Neill has been just a disappointment. Uh, you expected a lot from him. A lot more pain to come, unfortunately. Britain, the, the provider of our camera, wants us to drag away Eduardo Rodriguez. Britain, I'm so sorry to hear you have him on your roster. But poor Marty. drag or poor Marty, drag away. We will. Eduardo signed a five year, $77 million contract. His ADP coming in was 145. He was about the 50th pitcher off the board. He's headed to the 15 day IL. He has been the 357th best pitcher, according to Rasball. As you see, uh, if you're watching, he's in good company. A lot of owners of pitchers are disappointed. Charlie Morton owners. Jose Urquidy owners uh, are disappointed with, and they're all clumped right around that Erod range. Uh, hopefully, Erod can come back 
and uh, and pitch well, but definitely droppable in most formats. The next person who was suggested is the very own Matt Chapman. The the uh, the <laughs> Matt was the um, uh, <laughs> he was yeah, the yeah. Uh, content of 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 uh, SP streamer. Is he going to hit over two thirty five? I think um, I think seventy five percent of the people said no. So what are we? Uh, he was traded from Oakland to Toronto coming into the season. That's an upgrade. If you get the spelling, the double D for the two D's at the end of upgrade for his double dose of pimping. If you guys have seen <laughs> Idiocracy, that's part of that's a, that's a joke that's from Idiocracy. Uh, Doc's MVP pick, P pick in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I got yes. receipts. I got receipts. That's why I was out on him this year. He burned me <laughs> once. <laughs> so he's hitting 185. He's hitting seventh in the batting order. And I found this very helpful uh, tweet from Shane, a.k.a. Shane. When the A's drafted Matt Chapman as high as they did, one of the reasons was he was also a very good pitcher. So if his bat didn't come along, they could put him on the mound again. Thank you, Shane. I guess all of us can use him in our staff now. Uh, this is This is... This is the same type of, well, actually, unhelpful tweet that Twitter is littered with, and I'm sorry to say that. Anyway, So you basically are saying, uh, oh, man, if I had time to, oh, here we go. <laughs> Nerd alert! Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Now, uh, uh, Youper uh, puts... Uh, Put two names onto the list, Wander Franco and Ronald Acuna. Now, uh, Ronald Acuna had a groaning groin issue. Now, if you uh, are watching, the picture that is up is is the top search image for, for groaning groin. If you Google <laughs> groaning groin. Uh, so Ronald Acuna's groaning groin uh, is, is... Is that nickname name now? It is now. I don't know. Um uh, it's maybe let's put it on the uh it's a TPM the, nickname now. On the t- groaning groin Acuna. <laughs> <laughs> and Wander Franco, who has not has been cold lately. Uh I put the uh all t- J.R.R. Tolkien quote, not all who wander are lost. I think these two are fine. Acuna and Wander actually aren't doing that poorly lately. Uh Acuna was just got off of about an eight or nine game hitting streak. Uh, I think hold tight these are tough ones to have to deal through especially Cunha. you waited a long time but i think they're gonna be okay let's move on to the next return from the dead people coming back in the next few days uh to um tomorrow may 20th vado josh naylor chris bryant and jorge soler come off the il ryan mountcastle on saturday and joey wendell on sunday next monday nick sunzel and kyle lewis on the 26th, Austin Meadows, Willie Adamas, 27th, Jonathan India, and the 28th, Sal Perez. Those are the dead that are going to return from the dead very shortly. And I've also decided that we are going to have the IL Power Rankings, May 19th IL Power Rankings. Those players on the IL that are causing the most pain for their fantasy owners right now, the IL Power Rankings. First overall in the IL Power Rankings are Fernando is Fernando Tatis. For all the people who drafted him first overall or second overall in the first so many months when we had no information about injuries, he's tops in my power rankings. Jacob deGrom second, uh, Chris Sale third, Lance Lynn and Eloy Jimenez, Jack Flaherty make up four, five, and six. Scherzer is seven. Scherzer is out longer than the last three. But he's already given you some really good fantasy statistics. So there's pain with it because you're missing it. But you've already got some really good stats from him so far. McCullough is scheduled to come back early next month. Sits at a solid eighth in the IL power rankings. Eddie Rosario, who was terrible, he might actually he might actually have caused the most pain so far because of how badly he played. And Tyler McGill is 10th in our power rankings. Hoping he's back in the next two, three weeks. Honorable mention, Clayton Kershaw, Andrew Heaney, Adbert Alzale, the the Lizard King himself, Jesus Lazardo, and Miguel Sano. Um, so let's no no. Yeah, let's check in next week and see if there's any change in the IL power rankings. Yeah, good work from LC. That was, that was very well done, LC. Very well done. Um, I do want to take a second shout out um 
Sean Barton, who actually reached out on Twitter and said he wanted to check out some of the uh, the live shows here, is popping in. Uh, thank you, guys. I'll hang up and look. Sean, stuff like that definitely makes our day when you people check in, see how the show is going, and, and join the show. So any questions you have that you want to hop in, always just put them in the chat and we'll answer them. And appreciate you checking out the show, my friend. Uh, let's move now to the schedule for next week. These are the teams' seven, six, and five games for those listening to the podcast. Just so you know, there are two teams that play five games next week. It is the White Sox and the Marlins. So White Sox and Marlins play five. Every other team plays six or seven. So that's pretty much, unless you have either of those two teams, I wouldn't worry about any lineup decisions in terms of playing time. Most added from this past week, this is as of Monday morning, Brandon Drury topping the list in 44% of leagues he was added in. Josh Naylor, Juan Yepes, Martin, or Martin Perez, Yusei Kikuchi, Reed Detmers, Zach Logue, Alec Thomas, and Jonah Heim top the most added players courtesy of CBS. I think the uh, the best nickname I've heard so far is is uh, Juan Yepes, or it's it's or Juan, it's a uh, Pez dispenser. That's what it is. I think it's pretty sick. Most dropped. Chris Paddock, who actually, this was before it was announced he had Tommy John surgery. He is going to miss all of the rest of this season. Probably most of next season could be back in 2024. Dropped in 16% of leads. Jared Kelnick, Michael Pineda, Alex Kirilov, Mitch Garver, Austin Gomber, Jesus Sanchez, and Nate Lowe are your most dropped players over the last week. You guys are popping in the private chat. What are we talking about here? Are you guys... uh, have you finished your first Truly Doc? Is that? Yeah, I finished my first. I'm waiting till my hitting streamers to open number two. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Just some injuries real quick. These are just 10-day IL guys. Clayton Kershaw, Matt Ryan Mountcastle, Lucas Sims, Manuel Margot, who had been surprisingly hot. Tyler McGill, Joey Wendell, Austin Meadows, Brandon Lau, Jesus Luzardo, Victor Reyes, and Salvador Perez. Yeah, Marty's just giving them like a cross his heart, help you do better. Miguel Sano, Alex Reyes, Anthony DiScalfani, and Michael Pineda are all in the 60-day IL. I put Jake Odorizzi there because I made this slide a few days ago, and they said they'd be surprised if he pitches again this season, but he's supposed to come back. So that was a premature one on my part. Chris Paddock would be on that list, though, uh, as he, again, is out for the year. Just And then just some notable transactions. Michael Conforto could return in September. Astros acquire Mauricio Dubon in a trade. Diamondbacks promoted outfielder Alec Thomas. I think that was just a mistake that was left on there. So just ignore that. Um, I, I think there was a – we just had Nolan Gorman and Matt Libertor get called up. That's huge. Um, if you listen to the call-up show, we've been talking about these guys for weeks. That's where you get most of the prospect stuff that we talk about on Triple Play. It's the call-up, which comes out every Monday or Tuesday morning. So uh, that we go in-depth with all those guys there. Doc, it is time for your hitting streamers. I know you've been itching to get to it. Are you going to crack one on the live stream? That's the new sound effect for the hitting streamers. I, was I can give it to you. Uh, our buddy Matt, Jared Kelnick chose violence against me. He has been absolutely brutal. Matt, Jared Kelnick, somewhere Eric Cross is, is very upset. I know. I, I, I mean, proud for him for sticking through it. And, and a little bit of a spoiler, Jared Kelnick is not a hitting streamer. Got to show you the graphic first. So the first is Mr. Cole Calhoun. There's a Calhoun in Texas that gets some playing time. It's not Willie. Owned in 6.3% of ESPN leagues. His last seven games, he's been on fire. 417, three homers, 10 RBIs, and five runs. And the last time he had regular playing time, in 2019, he had 33 homers in 152 games. So you know the ceiling that he's providing. He's 34 now, and he had that in his age 32 season. So he can still provide some power. And the Rangers next week play six games on the road. So maximizing the amount of plate appearances he has on there, I would roll with him if you're looking to stream a hitter. What you got against his body? You cut off his entire body. You know what? I knew you were going to bring that up. They have no pictures on him on Google with him hitting in a Texas uniform. That's kind of funny. Yeah. He hasn't been that that impressive yet. That'll be the barometer if he's done well, if there's a picture of him hitting yeah. next <laughs> week. The next, Mr. Brendan Donovan, somebody that got promoted that wasn't Nolan Gorman. He's owned in 1.9% of ESPN leagues and through 18 uh, MLB career games, he's having a 294 
478, 500 triple slash. And we've really seen an improve in his play discipline as he has nine walks in his last seven games, which makes me think he's improving as a hitter. Hopefully that's a little bit sustainable and, and kind of uh, looking for the long run. But if you look at his 2021 across three levels, he had 304, 12 homers, 66 RBIs, 19 stolen bases. Now, is he going to provide that at the major league level? Most likely not, but you know that he's a multi-category contributor, especially in Roto Leagues. And overall, the Cardinals have a good offense. And if he's providing good counting stats on there, you know, maybe he's going to block Nolan Gorman from playing time on there. But also the DH helps. And the last, it's no one sexy. It's Miguel Rojas with his one time with his one time a year uh weekly stream. Before I do that. Did you see that thing with Marco Gonzalez where they said he wasn't sexy and he quote tweeted it and put it in his bio and he's like, at least my wife doesn't say that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But getting back to Miguel Rojas with his non-sexy stream, owned in 4.8% of the ESPN leagues. He's hit safely in three out of the last four, hit his second home run of the season this week. Soler has back tightness, uh, which could lead to more playing time for Rojas. And the Marlins offense is hot. They scored 40 run runs their last seven games. So you don't want to take someone out that's hitting well in a hot offense. I like it, Doc. Good hitting streamers. I think you've been hot recently. I, never I, I have been pretty hot. I, I, I've i been sexy. I've been a little Marco Gonzalez sexy. Then you've been not sexy. All right. Why don't we go now to Marty's, I believe it is your Two start pitchers that are next. If I'm ding, not ding, 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 ding. you got it right. Hello, hello. Welcome to the two start streamers. It's time to go through it. So, just for you guys uh, tracking along here, these are going to be the two start uh, pitchers starting on the 23rd of May through the 29th. Okay. And we always start off with the no doubters. So, those of you tuning in on YouTube, you get an amazing photo of. Gwen Stefani, when she was a no doubt, when she was, uh, you know, yes. Cool. Um, our nose. See, we're old. I, I, yeah. I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm not wearing. Old. I'm not wearing any pants right now, so Ooh, you can't put pictures risky. in that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so these are the no doubters. Um, you're going to play them every single week. Uh, Garrett Cole versus Baltimore at Tampa Bay. Walker Bueller at Washington at Arizona. That's going to be a really good uh, a week for Bueller owners. Corbin Burns at San Diego at St. Louis. Max Fried Philly versus Miami. Then Zach Wheeler at Atlanta, at New York Mets. Pablo Lopez at Tampa Bay, at Atlanta. And then Shane McClanahan versus the Miami Marlins and then the Yankees. So those ones, no doubt you're going to plug them in. Then move on to the, yeah, why not? So, as always, these are guys that you feel, I mean, you're going to play them. You know, there may be a little bit of variance. You may not feel 100% confident, but you're not going to sit these guys. So I'm going to start off with uh, Luis Garcia uh, versus Cleveland at Seattle. Sonny Gray, welcome back. He gets one of the best schedules of Detroit and then go to the Royals. Um, Sonny Gray owners, you've waited a long time for success. Hopefully it comes, and especially for you, David, for your twins. Uh, Tyler Molly, he first the Cubs and then San Francisco. I actually had him as, as risky business and then another really good start yesterday. And so I'm buying back into him. I have a bunch of shares of him, so I'm glad he's doing well. This one it just makes me, I don't know, you can probably hear the smile on my face. Tyler Anderson, after another great outing at Washington, at Arizona, two great starts. Um, you know, you, you, you got to play him right now, right, Doc? Marty, stop having a bias towards people with Tyler A, okay? <laughs> that was good. Touche. All right. Um, keep the Trulies going. Uh, Jordan Montgomery. Versus <laughs> We're on Baltimore. high noons now, okay? Oh, you got high noons going? There we go. Yeah. That's what, there's one way to lock in a new follower. Right? Uh I don't know what was the, that comment for. Was that for the uh, the high noon? Oh, I don't mean. So I also tell us. I don't yeah. know which uh, comment that was for, but uh, you locked in uh, me as a fan with the high noon there, Doc. Thank Never you. had it. If it's uh, so anyway. my jab to Marty, I'll take a shot to that right now. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. No, you have to wait. We're doing the next one. You're taking the shot. Okay. All right. Jordan Montgomery versus Baltimore at Tampa Bay. Blake Snell, welcome back. You didn't, I mean, you didn't love what you saw from him, but you know, he he's always a slow starter. It's gonna take him a while to get going, but you have to play him. You, you probably picked him in the first four rounds. Uh Jose Brio, I'm still hey, I'm still rolling him out there. There's no way I'm not. I understand. Um from if you in I think who was it? Uh, Patrick Corbin did a really good not Patrick Corbin. Who's Corbin? Corbin on uh baseball Twitter. What's his last name? Corbin, Corbin. Young. Yeah. Oh, the Gwen Stefani. Yeah, <laughs> that's, 
See, Sean? Uh, you got me as a fan, too. Yeah. Gets in. Anyway, <laughs> Burrio's doing well. I, I expect – or he's doing really bad, but I expect him to bounce back. Alex Cobb. So I have long put him on the you know risky business or even the take the, take a seat list. Did you know Alex Cobb has a 5.61 ERA, but he has a 1.83 expected ERA. And we were talking about this off air. That's almost four points difference. I have to run him out there. He's going against the Mets, who are you know that's a, that's a top you know 12, 10 offense at this point. Cincinnati's terrible, so I'm, I'm running him out there. Nick Pavetta, we spent enough time on him. He's doing really well. Uh, he's got the White Sox, and he goes against Baltimore. Doc, is the shot ready for the risky business, also known as the questionable segment? I well, you know what? I'll take a shot, but I don't disagree with anything on it. Eduardo Rodriguez is on the IL, Marty. I, I'm gonna, I'll take I'll take the thing off for you, Doc. If you want to take it on camera, uh, Marty can Marty can continue talking. I'll take this shot to him putting Tyler Anderson on. Why not? So you don't want to? People won't believe you actually took it. All right, well, let Marty uh, do it, and I'll take it right after. All right, go ahead. No, I'll finish it out. Uh, so risky business. I mean, these guys. Uh, hey, if you're feeling lucky, you know, roll the dice. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, or like you just you just need somebody. You need some strikes, strikeouts. You need some uh, counting stats. Take the. <laughs> <laughs> For those, I'm sorry that was like to the podcast. Our, Britain, of course, put his doc crushing <laughs> wine crockers. Cheers, doc, and happy birthday. If it, if it's alcohol, I'll drink it. There you go. Uh, so we have a risky business guy, Stephen Matz, uh, Toronto, Milwaukee, Kel Quantrill at Houston, at Detroit. Kyle Gibson, Gibby. I love Kyle Gibson, but first the, the Braves, the Mets. Ugh, that's that's that literally is risky business. Uh, Josiah Gray uh, versus the Dodgers versus Colorado. Zach Granke somehow still doing it. I can't put him on the sit list. I mean, he has, still has a decent ERA. I don't. He's defying all odds. Eduardo Rodriguez. Take. I mean that that one hurts the most. Uh, let's just move on. Adrian Hauser at San Diego at St. Louis. Those are my risky business. But before I get into it, take a seat. It's time for the next segment. Take a shot. Yeah, that's right. Wait, wait. How oh, is Adrian Hauser on risky business? He needs Luke, to be on take a seat. He does. Hold on. Lucas says, I've never seen art on video. Always imagined him as a 40-year-old boy. <laughs> Dude. What? Cheers to that, Lucas. Cheers to that. <laughs> Art's face right now. <laughs> oh, Lucas, that just made my day. Oh, oh my goodness. David, I'm at the two and a half right now, so when I finish it, that'll be three. Oh, Lucas, that was my, my favorite comment of the stream. Um, Elsie, while well, he takes a shot at you, <laughs> he commented that. No. <laughs> he might be on mute. Oh, no, I can't hear him. I can hear him. He's speechless. Doc, you can take your shot. I did. I just wanted to tell him to get off my lawn. <laughs> you tell him to get off your lawn. And after that amazing, so yeah, after that amazing shot, let's go to take a seat. And guys, this is, if you're uh, tuning into YouTube, you have an amazing photo here of Zach Davies and his former wife. You know, I, I had to pull it up here. So these are the guys, no matter what, do not start these guys. The take a seats, Zach Davies versus Kansas City at the Dodgers. Dylan Bundy versus Detroit versus Kansas City. Drew Smiley at Cincy at the White Sox. Kyle Friedland at Tampa Bay at Washington. Dalton Jeffries at Seattle versus Texas. Antonio Sensatella at Pittsburgh at Washington. I mean, that one may be a like, you know, extremely desperate, but they, the, the matchups are pretty good. Jordan Lyles at New York at Boston. No way. JT Brubaker. He'll get you some strikeouts. He's going to destroy your ERA. Uh, sit him against the Colorado and at San Diego. And then um, who's, I can't see the last one. What is that? I think it's Johan Doan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Versus Dodgers at Colorado. No, thanks. I love the take a seat. So we did say we were going to say it's the Chris Hansen. I mean, we, wait, we wait. could, but is it messed up if I would hit on Zach Davies' wife? She is single now. Uh, I don't know. Um, his ex-wife? Uh, no, ex-wife. I think that's fine. Yeah, she's very she crazy. she did not delete her Instagram. Her Instagram is still up. Uh, well, you could take your chance, Doc. There you go. Why don't you? Uh, we'll, re- doc- we'll report back next week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> While we're with you, Doc, why don't you tell us some pitching streamers? All right. So, gotta go to the graphic right here, and the first. Mr. Madison Bumgarner. And if you're looking at that picture right now, it's when he had to get held back. So he's only owned in 3% of ESPN leagues, which I thought was kind of wild. He's gone five innings pitch and all starts not ejected besides opening day. It's a very specific stat, but it's true. So he's giving you enough innings to get the win. He's not going to give you the K upside, but good ratios. 
prior to his start at LA Dodgers, where let's be honest, most people fail, hit a 179 ERA. And this weekend, he's projected to go at Chicago Cubs, who have 148 runs scored on the season, which is fourth fewest in the NL. I feel confident rolling him out. The next is Brad Keller. I would call him, I would call him bad Keller, but I don't think he's that in this start. Owned in 24% of the ESPN leagues, 2.24 ERA in three home starts where he has a 20.1 innings pitched, five earned, 10 Ks. And what I'm really encouraged by him is some of the metrics beyond that, because he has a career low in walks per nine, just a shade under two at 1.85. And he has zero hits by pitch and wild pitches. He had 12 last year, and he's over 25% of what he threw last year in terms of innings. So I think his command has been better, and that's why we've seen a little bit better results. And he gets to face the Twins this weekend, who have had a couple good offensive games where they've scored 11 and 12. But besides that, they scored three runs or fewer in uh, nine out of their last 12 games. So looking at that trend, I think Keller is a good streamer. And the last is David Peterson, owned in 2.3% of the ESPN leagues. Now, he actually hasn't been officially called up yet, but he was scratched from his AAA start. And if it's because they're bringing him up, it's because he's in line to face the Rockies replacing Max Scherzer in the rotation. He's made four starts this year with a 1.89 ERA, 1.11 whip, 16 to 8 walk to strikeout ratio in 19 innings. And with Scherzer on the table the next six to eight weeks, David Peterson's in line to have a lock, locked spot in that rotation. So from what we've seen so far, I think he's worth a flyer and somebody that you should stream this weekend because he hasn't shown anything otherwise that you wouldn't pick against him. His last inning or last uh, appearance in AAA went six innings, I think two earned, five Ks. So fairly good start in the minors as well. All right. Nice pitching streamers there, Doc. Let's go from your pitching streamers to our Marty's Weekend Warriors. Yes, let's go. All right. This is time for your Weekend Warriors. And this is going to help you guys out from uh, May 20th through the 22nd. So this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as always, I'm looking at guys that can just, you know, hopefully spark your offense. You know, uh, if, if you need a bat, you know, somebody that's going to play you know, a bunch of games or have some good matchups, these are somebody that can get you some home runs, you know, some of those counting stats. And then the other side, it gets you three streamers, you know, for this weekend. Starting with Cole Calhoun. So Doc's already kind of touched on it, man. I mean, he's extremely hot right now. Offense, uh, outfielder for the Rangers, 11% rostered in Yahoo. Over the last seven days, the 34-year-old has batted 478 with four home runs, nine RBIs, and seven runs. This week he goes against the Astros. The Astros are one of the best uh, pitching staffs in baseball. So it, it's going to be you know a little bit more difficult for him. But when he's this hot, you have to ride it out. Uh, number two is going to be Mark Canna, outfielder for the New York Mets, rostered in 41% in, of uh, Yahoo leagues. Over the last seven days, he's batting 333 with two home runs, five RBIs, and seven runs. Most impressively over that sand, he has a 478 OBP. So always an OBP monster. He's batting mostly second in the Mets lineup, and uh, the Mets are going to be traveling to Coors. So, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. So expect tons of, uh, tons of home runs flying out of that ballpark all weekend. Number three is Christian Walker. We've already went over him. So let's just, you know, 25% rostered in Yahoo. The last seven days, he's got three home runs. He's 393 OBP. He's batting cleanup every day for the Diamondbacks. So um, they're taking on the Cubs over the weekend. That's a middling rotation at best. So, you know, I, I expect him to continue his hot hand. Hopping over to the uh, the pitchers, I got to go Jose um, uh, Quintana again. I mean, I, I didn't write down his roster ship, but it's still extremely low. We already went over last weekend. He pitched seven scoreless innings with five strikeouts. He got you the quality start on the season. He has a 2.19 ERA with a 1.08 whip and 30 strikeouts. He's defying all odds. So keep doing it. They're going against the Cardinals. They're 12th in team OPS, um, you know, on the season. So it's not exactly a breeze of a matchup, but I expect them to continue, you know, to, to limit hard contact and, you know, pitch around the, the better, uh, the better hitters there. Number two, Wade Miley, 10% rostered. Hey, I'm not a Wade Miley guy. Last year he had Absolutely an amazing Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. That's where I draw the line. This is, I should have saved the shot for this, and I might take another one right now. Hey, it's not too late. He's 10% rostered. And, la hey, last time out, seven innings, six, six strikeouts, got the win, got the quality start, and he's taken on the Arizona Diamondbacks. 
I mean, it's just it's just like an Arizona Diamondbacks have a good offense, according to you. No, they don't. Twenty third, they're not good. So, um, Gosh, hey. I won't. Jose Quintana and Wade Miley. If the last one was Patrick Corbin, I'd have to quit and find a new baseball pod. Everyone, everyone in the chat, everyone listening, people will be listening in your cars the next day. Remember this next time. You know, next time this week, we're going to go over how great Wade Miley pitched. It's going to be amazing. Gosh, Marty, uh, if you do that, I'm blocking your number. <laughs> that's There's upside to that as well. So, uh, <laughs> lastly, it's going to be uh, Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, we were, I mean, he's he's broken my heart all year because I don't have him. And I, I've been pushing him off, and every time I turn around, he has another quality start. So, good for him. He's walking people a ton, but roll him out there. He's doing well. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of comments in the chat. Britain said Doc is going to wake up tomorrow and realize he made 55 drunk DMs to Megan Davies. It's the cow. Yeah, I will. I, I will comment on a pick later and, and screenshot it. I may not slide in the DMs, but. I'm sure you will. And then Lucas says, who are some mid-tier hitters you target in a trade? Looking uh, currently in a 10-team, 5-by-5 league and dependable bats are hard to come by. Like in every, uh, I mean, 10-team leagues, yeah. Like uh, it's going to be very a bunch of free agents out there. Uh, all teams are usually going to be stacked. Um, I think we kind of talked about one early in the show. I think like Gene Segura, you know, with all the stolen bases he's getting for a five by five league, somebody that you could put in there and stream, get the stolen bases. He's hitting some home runs. I think he's been hanging at the top of the Philadelphia order too. So it gives you some good counting stats. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple others that might pop in. I feel, like, I feel like this could be a potential trade low or buy low for Ozzy Albies in a five by five, or Marcus Simeon. Yeah, Corey Seager, you know all those guys. Yeah, I mean Marcus Simeon can't get worse than he is now. Marcus Simeon, you will give you ten to fifteen stolen bases by the time the season's over. So he'll help in you know some in that category. He's only going to get better at this point. I can't imagine Trevor, Trevor Story, but you might have missed the window on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these guys are all like performing mid tier or lower that you could get. You know, if they're at a free, people got frustrated with them and they dropped them. Matt Olson, too. Yeah. Well, not Matt Chapman. You're discussed that Eric's former MVP pick is not worth picking up. The guy that I I had him outside the top 12, by the way, 18th in points leagues. (laughs) Cheers to that. There you go. Uh, Let's now go to the last part of the show here, and that's going to be arts, charts, and trends. Oh yeah. Is he frozen? He's frozen. We might no, he is. wait, hold on. Um he, he did he did send us a text message in our TPS baseball pod group chat. My connection isn't good right now. Look at the picture of him though. <laughs> oh, there's like a draw on it. Oh wait, he's 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 us. to the YouTube channel. Go fifty-eight minutes in. I think he's with us. He's moving. He's delayed. Uh, I can put up Art's trend. I, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I'm Go back. ahead. Okay. I'll see. All right. So starting with trends is, uh, all right. Hopefully this works. This has been a, um, uh, <laughs> LC is gone. <laughs> yeah, dude, just go through his charts and trends. Uh, all right. I don't have my glasses on. Can you guys read what that says? Yeah. So it's home run percentage week to week. So we saw a big uh, increase at the beginning of the season or, or high at the beginning of the season. It was 3.25 home run percentage. Huge drop in next week, just like the stock market has done. Uh, to slightly over 2.25. And then we've seen it increase exponentially from uh, slightly under 2.75. April 21st to the 27th, then slightly above that the following week. Now we're above three in May 5th to May 11th. And then right now we're at the highest it's been for the season, May 11th to May 18th. It's at three and a half for the home run percentage. So that might be an indication that they're changing the ball because we know MLB to do that. But overall for the season, it's been 3.7%. Yeah. uh, And then that's compared to slide. Oh, compared to 2021, Art Art got connection yeah. enough uh, to correct me. LC, the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so um, batting average is starting to creep back up too as the weather's heated up with the season. Uh, early on, the first few weeks of the season, we're in the low 230s. Um, 
we've been above 235 each of the last three weeks with a spike above 240 uh, in, in week five of the season. That was last week. Compared to uh, 2021 season over season, however, we are still down last season was a 244 batting average. We are trending up. We're currently at 234 and over 234 each of the last three weeks. So hitting appears to be on its way up as well. One thing I always like to look at in the trends uh, and arch charts is um, stolen base attempts. If I can, if my connection will keep me here, I will go on to the next slide. Oh, this is so you, awful. LC. The internet stinks so bad. I got you, LC. Here we go. All right. Okay, we're on. All right, so... Um, the third slide, I can't even see that it's changed. That's how messed up. There it is. All right, stolen bases season over season. So the rate, uh, a stolen base attempt rate has increased from 2021 to 2022, 0.016 to 0.018. That's basically if you use stolen base attempts and put them over plate appearances, that's that's basically uh, 1.6 Plate, uh, stolen base attempts per 100 plate appearances in 2021. That's up to 1.8 in 2022. And if that uh, rate continues over the course of this whole season, that we'll see an we'll see an increase in stolen base attempts of over 300 attempts more, and over 170, almost 170 more stolen bases season over season. The teams that have been pushing the increase in stolen base attempts, if this works. I'm going to the next slide. Um, You're there. The top 10 teams in stolen a, base attempts a, over. That's high Cobb. Okay. I think it might be Ty Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not sure exactly who it is. Yeah. I think that might be Ty Cobb. The top teams with stolen base attempts this season. Uh, and so if you're wanting to target uh, players that might be able to get you some stolen bases, these 10 teams are the ones that are attempting the most Tampa Bay, St. Louis, Milwaukee, the Angels. Texas Rangers, the Seattle Mariners, the Kansas City Royals, the Oakland A's, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the New York Yankees. Those teams have all attempted the most stolen bases this season and are well above uh, the top half of the league. So if you're looking to pick up somebody that pick up a little bit more with stolen bases, I would look at these teams, perhaps someone like Vidal Brujan. Nice work there, LC, as always with that. And that is uh, the, uh, the floor is back to the, the crew. Yeah, I like that. Everybody's looking handsome today. Before we get out of here, guys, uh, it's always if we get a lot of YouTube questions, we kind of cut out the questioning game, which we're very happy to do. And we just save it for days where we don't get as many questions. But you know what? I will never do a questioning game again if we get that type of engagement every week. So it's always thanks to you guys that we can do what we love more and doing the, the questions and uh, engagement throughout the show. I do have a question for you guys. I put a poll on Twitter a few hours ago, and I said, if you could only pick one, this would, you good. would you rather this be able good. to throw 90 miles an hour or would you rather be able to dunk a basketball? And because I had this conversation with one of my students today and I actually couldn't decide, what would you guys pick? It's got to be dunk a basketball. I'm 5'5". Five, five. The odds of me ever dunking. I mean, look, I, I'm, 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 there's, I'm not doing either, but. I played more basketball than I did baseball. And I know this is a baseball podcast and I love fantasy baseball, but being able to dunk at five, five would probably resonate better for going viral. Uh, definitely dunking a basketball. I mean, think of just how many opportunities you have to show off in your life, you know, where <laughs> pitching a baseball, it's like, I swear that was 90 guys. Like, Oh, we don't have a radar gun. Like, no, it was, I promise. <laughs> Dude, I would just, I'd be dunking all the time. Yeah. What about you, Elsie? Marty sold me with that reason being that you can't be walking around with a, a, a radar gun all the time. I think the dunk is the easier one to show off. You could make, do like a hustle people do like white men can't jump. Like I wish I can dunk this basketball. That, like $20. Yeah, You could get insane odds too. Uh, I actually decided more leaning towards throwing the 90 miles an hour. Cause many people said you have a better chance to actually make serious money being able to throw 90 miles an hour. If you dunk, you're not necessarily going to make any money in terms of just like as a how pro are you athlete. making money throwing 90 miles an hour though? You're I mean, 100 you, miles an hour. 
I mean, if you throw 90 miles an hour, you could be in the minor leagues, like, and if you have like good other stuff. No, 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 no. The, the question is, you're you don't have a good other pitch mix. You can throw 90 miles. <laughs> you throw 90 straight fastballs. And you know what? I mean, I'll I'll be the hit of like if I could throw 90 miles an hour and I can like play like semi-pro baseball in the area, everybody be like, you're a god. You'll be you'll be very good at carnival games if you can throw ninety. Yeah, I saw I someone comment that too. Oh, someone did comment that. Yeah, they were like, "You'd be the hit at every carnival game." Yeah, that's Break the only the thing that ninety like really is worth it for. That's if I could uh, what about throw that? ninety, my brother would stop saying that he could hit a baseball off of me. Yeah, I don't think your brother's touching if you could throw ninety. Oh uh, yeah, but. Uh, but I mean, it's it's kind of interesting to two skills that many people do not have. So it's all right, David. The third option is you can hit a hole in one once every ten times you golf. No, that's a hundred percent that hundred percent hole in one in golf. Anything golf related, being good at, David's taking that. Yeah, my my iron still needs some work, so I'm. I'm it's so frustrating that anything. Quick little golf. tidbit because I, David's not going to cut it off now. We're at the gym the other day. And in between sets, David is <laughs> is practicing putting. <laughs> no, I was practicing my swing. He's practicing his swing in between sets. I I've tried to get a video, but he caught me before. That's not yeah. that weird, unfortunately. My dad used to golf, and he would do that once in a while. So right. I've seen he's him before. He, he's a dad. David isn't a dad yet. That's Thank true. you, Mart. Thank you. Uh, on that note, we're going to wrap up. Thank you guys for tuning in. If, if you enjoy the content on YouTube, please make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Like the video. All that stuff helps the algorithm if you leave comments as well. We're live here every Thursday night, guys. Uh, most of the time, we're here at 630. Time may change every once in a while, but if you turn that notification bell on, You'll get notified every single time we go live and you can hop in and hang out with us. Uh, I know Elsie, like he said, he won't be here next week, but we'll be here Thursday again doing the same thing, hanging out with you guys, drinking, talking baseball, all the good stuff. If you guys are on the podcast version, we appreciate you guys there as well. If that's your preferred uh, way to consume Triple Play, you guys can just search Triple Play Fantasy Baseball on any podcast platform and we'll pop up there and you guys can uh, go ahead and subscribe there. So any way you guys support the show, is greatly appreciated. And Marty also commented the link to our Discord where we talk all three sports. We talk gaming and movies. We talk a bunch of random stuff too, all in our Discord. So uh, tons of great stuff there. So if you'd like to be part of the Discord, it is in the comment on this video. So you can check that out. That's all I got, guys. Anything you want to plug here before we get out of here? Happy birthday. Shout out to Marty. Marty. Marty's been on with his weekend warriors. You know, I – I got to give him crap when it's due, but I also what happens when he gets drunk. The truth comes out. It's not drunk at all. I give him so much crap for his uh, questionable segment that he changed it. I got to give him some credit also. I got to be on both sides of the coin. Marty's going to ask you to take some drinks before every show now. That's, that's how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody that's listening also, make sure you wish Doc a happy birthday on Twitter or anywhere that you follow him. Uh, 28 years young, going out and destroying his liver with all the alcohol tonight. So go ahead and do that. Now I'm him. not going out anymore. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. And, you know, like we do here, we'll catch you all next week. But until then, we're going to make like a bread truck and haul these buns. Catch you guys next week.